You're listening to a sermon originally recorded by Schweitzer United Methodist Church in Springfield, Missouri. Check us out online at sumc.co. And if this sermon blessed you, be sure to share it with someone else. Thank you so much for listening. Now, on to the message. Good morning. How is everyone? Good. All right. So I need to apologize to the band because I had my mic on, you know, my wire, handless mic. I don't know what you call it, something like that. And I'm singing and praising, right? And then apparently they could hear me. So I I apologize because my voice is not good. You do not want me singing. So, but that's good because then for me, it just made me feel more comfortable and breaks the ice and then I get to do this. So, <clears throat> this morning, um, I'd like to have more of a conversation and for you to participate with me in what we're talking about. Um, we are going to be talking about worry and greed. And so, um, how many of you say that you worry? Right? Okay, so most of us in here, right? I worry about a lot of things. Lots and lots of different things and everything. Small things, big things. I am a worry wart. And it's probably genetic because my mom does it really well too. So, um, but greed. How many of you guys would say you're greedy? So less of us, right? Greed is kind of a nasty word that we don't like to say probably most of the time or think of ourselves as being greedy. Um, I would not have said that I was greedy before diving into this text and really looking at it. Um, I'm generous with my time and my talents and my love for people, I think, Um, but probably not so generous with my finances. I'm a penny pincher and um, very frugal and um, don't always give joyfully. In fact, I kind of give because I have to, and it doesn't really always come out of a great place. So going through this text, I thought, this text is really for me, God, and I get it. I get the message loud and clear. Um, I have been taking faith and finance here on campus. It's a 12-week course. Um, They tell me that I'm an ally in it, so I'm helping a participant, but I'm really not very good at that either. And so I'm going through this course um, with my participant, and next Wednesday will be the last class. And I'll tell you the two things that I've gotten out of it thus far is what I have, my talents, my gifts, my finances, my possessions, they're really not mine. They're God's, and they're all gifts from him. And before this class, I did not look at it that way. And the second thing I've gotten is we truly have to walk by faith and not by sight. We don't know what tomorrow holds for us, um, and we just have to have good old-fashioned faith that God's got it in control. So in saying that, that's the two things I want you to take away with you today. That what we have is not our own, and we have to walk by faith and not by our sight. And so we are um, in the book of Luke, and we are in chapter 12, verse 13. And so I'm just going to start off reading this morning right there at verse 13. Then someone called from the crowd, Teacher, please tell my brother to divide our father's estate with me. 
Jesus replied, friend, who made me a judge over you to decide such things as that? Then he said, beware, guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. Then he told them a story. A rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. He said to himself, what should I do? I don't have room for all my crops. Then he said, I know, I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. Then I'll have room enough to store away all the wheat and all, and all other goods. And I'll sit back and say to myself, my friends, you have enough stored away for the years to come. Now take it easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, you will die this very night. Then who will get everything you've worked for? Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. So it says that these brothers come to Jesus wanting him to settle this dispute of their inheritance and what they're going to be receiving from their father. And it's not that Jesus is not concerned with them or wants to help them, but he's saying you're relying on something that you shouldn't be relying on, earthly things. I'm not concerned about these earthly things. I'm concerned about your relationship with me and your relationship with others. And so he kind of just pushes them aside and tells them a parable. And in this parable, I want to point out that this man, they say that he's wealthy, but they don't say that he acquired his wealth in a wrong way. So he was a probably a good, decent man. He didn't steal, cheat, or lie to get his wealth. He did it legally, honestly. Um, and so he's wealthy, and he has a rich crop, a rich yield that year. And then I want you to kind of take a look at this text and see if you notice something different. Will you put the text up on this? There you go. Okay. So here he says, I don't have room. I know I'll tear down my barns. Then I'll have room enough. We go to the next one. And I'll sit back and say to myself, so when I read it like that, what do you see that he's thinking about? Come on. Himself. Very good. So, yeah, he's concerned about himself, right? He's asking himself the question. What am I going to do? What will I have? I, 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 or mine? He's looking at himself and consulting himself only. So, in faith and finance... Um, the other day I was driving home and I was listening to the radio and I was listening to Rick Warren. Many of you are probably familiar with him. And so I was listening to this story. I hardly listened to it, but it just caught my attention. And a woman had called in and said, you know, I'm in my 50s. I'm getting ready to retire. Me and my husband have our house paid off and our cars paid off. And we have a nice retirement set aside um, and an emergency fund, and we're getting an inheritance of $25,000, I think she said. And she's calling in to ask Rick, do you think I can go on a vacation? Do you think it's okay if we take a cruise for a week? And I'm sitting there going, holy moly, she's asking Rick if she can go on a cruise, and she's got all this stuff set aside. 
And um, so I go in the next day and I tell Brian Standage, who is the course director of Faith and Finance, this story. And without missing a beat, he goes, well, she was asking the wrong person. And I said, well, what do you mean? And he goes, she should have been asking God if she could go on this cruise and what to do with the money, not Rick Warren, right? And I thought about that, and I thought, well, when's the last time I consulted with God about what to do with my finances? Lots of people get tax returns. Tax time is in. So lots of us are getting tax returns. How many of you sit there with your tax return and say, God, what, what should I do with this tax return? I don't think I've ever done that. I think I'm going I'm to save it, or I really want this thing, or, I, oh, I could pay off this bill. But I don't sit and ask God what to do with it. So that goes back to what I have is not my own, but it's God's. I have it because God has provided it for me. And I don't take the time to consult him. I don't have faith enough to consult him and what I should be doing with things. So then we're going to continue in verse 22. It says, Then, turning to his disciples, Jesus said, That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday, everyday life, whether you have enough food to eat or enough clothes to wear. For life is more than food, and your body is more than clothes. Look at the raven. They don't plant or harvest or stow food in barns, for God feeds them. And you are far more valuable to him than any birds. Can all of your worries add a single moment to your life? And if the worries can't accomplish little things like that, what's the use in worrying over big things? Look at the lilies and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if your God cares so wonderfully for the flowers that are here today and thrown in the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? And don't be concerned about what to eat or what to drink. Don't worry about such things. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers all over the world. But your Father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and he will give you everything you need. So, <laughs> funny side note, when I first read that, it says, um, don't be concerned about what you eat or drink. And I went, yes, no more dieting. No more dieting. That made me really excited. All oh, that's not what it really means. But, um, Really, for me, what I took away from that is, do we take the time to really give thanks for what God has provided for us? Do we take the time to give thanks for the little bitty things around us or to even see them? Um, this last, at the beginning of this last week, uh, a group of us went to Memphis to look at some ministries together. And um, one evening, Jason Leininger text and said, hey, let's, let's go out and walk. And um, if you've never had the privilege of just going out um, and doing like a, a event 
with people on staff here or members of the congregation, ice cream is very important, very, very important. So we had went out in search of ice cream, um, and we went to Maggie Moo's in Memphis. And when we walked in, Jason saw this picture, this advertisement up. And it's of ice cream-filled donuts. And you have never seen a bigger smile on somebody's face ever. And he began to get so excited and giddy and just all riled up and telling everybody in the store, isn't this a wonderful country we live in? There's ice cream-filled donuts. Isn't God amazing? And he's telling everyone in the store, no strangers around. Um, And, you know, frankly... Uh, Gary was there with me. I, I began to get a little embarrassed, you know. Oh, my goodness, he's just going on. And telling everyone about these ice cream-filled donuts. But then later on, as we were walking back, um, we were talking about blessings that God gives us and recognizing just the craziest little things like ice cream-filled donuts and being able to stop in that moment and actually give thanks for things like that, um, giving thanks that, we do live in a country where we can get ice cream filled donuts um, and how a lot of times we take all of these little things for granted. We sit and we worry about little minute things that God has in control and we don't give thanks. And we worry about possessions and finances And we're saving up these things that we shouldn't be saving up. We should be here building relationships with one another. And that's the treasures that we're really going to reap. And so then he goes on to say in verse 32, So don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to those in need. This will store up treasures for you in heaven, and the purse of heaven never gets old or develops holes. Your treasure will be safe. No thief can steal it, and no moth can destroy it. Whatever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. So what what do we treasure? What do you treasure? Are you able to recognize that the blessings that you have are not your own, but that you have been appointed over them to do God's will with them? Do you walk by faith and not by sight? What are you treasuring? You know, I started to take a really good hard look at that these last couple of weeks um, because it had become more and more apparent that lots of people in my life value the dollar. And more and more people that were becoming, were coming alongside me in ministry, that switched and the dollar has become more important than the lives of the loved ones around them and valuing that relationship. So if you want to store up treasures in heaven, pour into the people around you. Love one another. 
truly love one another. It's not easy to not worry. It's not easy to not think about money, think about feeding ourselves, clothing ourselves, saving for the future. These are all things that we need to do. We have to save for the future. We have to be good stewards of the blessings we have. But we also have to consult God with what he wants us to do with these things. So I'm going to pray over us. So God, this morning we ask that you would allow us to entrust you with all the blessings that you have given us. That we would seek you first. That we would ask what you would have us do with our gifts, our blessings, our possessions, our finances. That you would give us the faith to walk blindly in whatever direction you're calling us. That you would help us to invest in heavenly riches in the relationships with our brothers and sisters and in the relationship with you. We want to seek you first above all else. So Father, help us to do that. Help us to figure out whatever is blocking us from walking fully with you. So it's in your holy name we pray. Amen.